Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. All right, in order to keep with the theme of the intro of the first part of the story, I have a few more fun facts about today, which is April 10th. Now, this year, April 10th happens to be Good Friday, but Good Friday doesn't happen on April 10th every year. But every year, it's National Siblings Day. So make sure that you treat your sibling really nicely today. I know not all siblings get along all the time, but make sure you think about something positive about them today and why you love them. And typically, April 10th is the 100th day of the year, but because it's leap year this year, it happens to be the 101st day of the year. All right, enough about the fun facts of the day. Let's get back into our story, The Spell of Hope. And here is part two and the final part of the story. I hope you have a great weekend. And if you celebrate Easter, I hope you enjoy that special time together with your family. Spell of Hope, part two. About the time she was getting bored and thinking of leaving, Varin and Shad Lowe both appeared outside the School of Magic and Sorcery. They spoke to each other for a bit. Rune could not hear all of it, but what she did hear concerned her. Shad Lowe told Varin how Rune was becoming too powerful, too quickly, and she only had good intentions inside. Varin told Shad Lowe he was only upset that she might be better than he at magic, and she might end up teaching him a thing or two. Converting her to our way will be of no issue once I have some time with her, which is something you need to schedule soon after she returns. Now I have some business to attend to, and you need to make sure you take care of your part first. Let's talk more when I return. Varin took off one direction, and Shad Lowe took off the other. Who should she follow? And why did they want her to be something different? Were they bad magicians? Or was she just misinterpreting the conversation? She decided to follow Varnon through the woods that ran along the trail he was walking on. She stayed far behind, so not to be sensed by him. Varnon stopped and looked out at the woods opposite of where Rune was watching. After a few moments, a creature walked out of the woods creature that had a legs of a horse, a body of a man, but a head of a goat that had two curled horns coming out of his forehead. A satyr, whispered Rune. Why would Varnon be in the company of this kind? After a short discussion, Varnon chanted some words, and the satyr transformed into a centaur. Could this be the same centaur that led Rune to Varnon and the underground of magic? Rune was very confused, but had to continue to keep watch on Varnon. The facts had to be gathered before she could make any accusations. Varnon turned down a trail that crossed in front of Rune's hiding spot behind a large thorn bush. She eventually followed far behind for quite some time, till Varnon stood in the middle of a large area with multiple trails crossing into it. There was a wooden structure in the middle. Varnon hung torches on the trees that made up the circle. It was becoming dusk, and Rune was becoming tired. She fell asleep, waiting for Varnon's next move. She awoke to the sound of flutes and drums. It was dark now, other than the light from the torches. Varnon was no longer alone. There were many creatures 
filling up the space. The satyr, or a satyr, was the one playing flute, and a few other creatures were beating on drums of different sizes. It was a sound that was somewhat hypnotic. Luckily, Rune had enough sense to realize this is a way of the satyr's music. She slowly and softly called out the words for the spell, Silent-O, which prevents hypnosis. After a minute, her mind was clear, and the music was muted. It also allowed her to hear the words being spoken more clearly. Her sight was now more keen and could make out a woman at the center of the party. Oh no, it's Queen Tawani. Varnan now spoke to the queen. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are honored to have you with us. We understand you wanted to share with us some special news before you share it with the kingdom. Yes, she said with a glaze over her face. But before we do, we have the person who helped you come to this decision, and we are still waiting for your husband, King Tarn. Rune, come on out, shouted Varnon. We know you are out there. You are welcome to the party. Rune's eyes grew large. How did he know? She thought. I guess no sense hiding. Maybe the queen would help her. Rune walked out of the woods and into the gathering. Welcome, Rune, Varnon said with an evil grin on his face. Just then the king walked up with Shadlow on his side. What is this all about? Tarn shouted. This appears to be a bad band ready to create trouble. Tawani, how did you get mixed up with this group? Tarn, so good to see you. I have news to share. I wanted to share it with this group first to see who their reaction would be before I let the kingdom know. Don't be so gruff on the group. They know how to have a good time. Okay, go on then, for I need to get back to the castle to take care of some important things. Okay, here we go. Rune, I have to thank you for taking the time to fight in the fighting lanes. You helped me see where I made a mistake with the law to allow for that. You were pathetic, and now I'm going to repeal that law and add more restrictions, where females cannot be soldiers, but also, in addition, you cannot learn magic as well. So I'm deeming that to be an area that only men are allowed to do. No, yelled Varnon. She is a good student, and as promise. We can still make her a sorcerer that can help the kingdom. My mind is made up, and I cannot allow this. There's too much risk involved if she fails, clarified Tawani. I don't understand why you have made a change in your mind just because I failed at fighting. I thought you wanted to give women more options, said Rune. Sometimes we make rash decisions before thinking through the risks. I cannot allow the experiment to continue based on your results. The risk is too high. A shot of light burst from Varin's hands towards the queen. The light surrounded her, and she was lifted up off the ground. Then she was moved against the wooden structure. This is unacceptable, yelled Varin. You must be punished for your decision. Tie her to the wall. A few of the creatures in the gathering grabbed a rope and tied the queen to the wooden wall. The king was in a fury, running towards his wife, when he stopped instantly in his tracks and faded to his shadowy color. Hold it right there, king, or you will see punishment as well, Shadlow spoke sternly as he pulled the king back to him. 
through some sort of spell that Rune had not learned yet. What are you doing? yelled Rune. You can now have your revenge on the queen from trying to take away your chances to be a sorcerer, exclaimed Verin. Show her the power you wield. Use the spell of Interluce to make her feel the pain inside that you feel from this decision. No, I will not use this power to invoke pain on her. I think we need to talk about this more, or I'll just have to live with her decision. I won't feel any better if I make her feel pain. Play the flute, Varn requested of the satyr. Maybe she needs to have some motivational music to change her mind. The satyr began playing the flute intensely, but Rune still was shielded by the spell she invoked earlier, but she knew it wouldn't last much longer. She needed to act quickly to help the king and queen, as well as escape. Farnan, I'll try something different than your suggestion. I think it'll work just as well. Rune focused her mind and said a few words, and then Rune's eyes glowed a bright baby blue color. Her arms pointed toward the queen, and then sparks flew out of them toward the queen. They were not meant to hurt her. They were meant to free her, as the sparks burnt the rope around her wrists and ankles. Smoke filled the air, and the party scattered about. Rune shot a few more sparks, this time toward Varin's feet. He got out of the way, but Shad Lowe had released one hand off the king and shot the same spell towards Rune. Her eyes went black along with the rest of her body. I told you she was not going to perform as you wished. Now we must destroy them all, then, yelled Varnon. Ugh! came from Shadlow's mouth as he fell to the ground, releasing the spell on Rune and Tarn. Rune turned towards Shadlow's direction after the effects of the spell had gone away. She saw Dao standing over Shadlow's body with a sword held high. Dao, I never have been so happy to see you. I told you the butt of the sword can do a lot to incapacitate a man, responded Dao with a smile. Chaos ensued as Tarn ran after Varin, and Dao tied up Shadlow. Creatures scattered off into the woods as Dao's soldiers ran after them. Rune ran to the queen and tried her hat at the spell that would transport her out of this visibility. She said the words the spell tranced through as she held the queen. The world around her was blurred. She could faintly hear the sounds in the forest, but she felt warm and safe. Hold my hand so you can stay hidden from the others. We will head back toward the castle. Thank you. Who are you? Where am I? I feel like I've been in a dream most of the day, ever since the centaur came to take me for a ride in the forest. Rune was confused, but now was not the time to ask questions. She got the queen home safely. The same cannot be said for Varnon, Shadlow, and many of the other creatures. The king and Dao put them to court in the days following, and they were sent to prison for the deeds they had done against the queen and king. Dao praised Rune's bravery to both the king and queen, and she was allowed to continue her practice of magic, and females were still allowed to fight. Dao wasn't happy with that decision, but he wouldn't be training fighters much more longer in his career. Rune went back to the school of magic and sorcery, there were still a few reliable teachers to help her learn, although she was doing pretty well on her own and became a well-known sorcerer in the land 
with many more adventures. Oh, and if you're wondering about that satyr, he did escape justice this time, but he would face ruin again. But that's a story for a different day. If you'd like to support Stories from the Woods podcast, you can leave us a review, make a donation using the link in the show notes, or share the podcast with family, friends, local libraries, and schools. Remember to check out our past episodes and to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks again for listening. This podcast features the song Surreal Forest by Medane, available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License.